0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for our message is the gospel which we read to you just a couple of minutes ago. In the name of Jesus. Theodore Roosevelt once said, Beware of the man who does not translate his words into deeds. Ben Franklin expressed a similar idea when he said, Well done is better than well said. Jesus says essentially the same thing in our gospel today. The picture that Jesus paints is a, in, the, in the parable is one that really should be familiar to all of us. All of us have at one time or another been like those two sons, probably especially when we were much younger, when our mother or father said to us, would you take out the garbage or would you clean your room, or make your bed, and we said, sure, we'll be glad to, and never got around to doing it. Or when they told us to do something and we did it, but we did it very grumbling and complaining. The world is paved with good intentions, the saying is. Jesus presents the picture today of a father with two sons. The father goes to each and asks the same question, will you go and work in the vineyard today? The first son rather bluntly refuses. No, he says, I'm not going to do that. But later on he thought better of it and said that really wasn't a good answer and then he went and worked in the vineyard anyhow. The second son, probably trying to impress his father, said in answer to the question, sure, I'll be glad to do that. But he never quite got around to doing it. Jesus then turns to his audience and he asks which of the two did what the Father wanted? Well, the answer is obvious. The first one, even though he had initially refused, he's the one who did the will of God. But what makes the story interesting is the context in which this story is told. Jesus is talking to his followers. It's Holy Week, by the way. He has already entered into the city, and now he speaks to his followers. But there were other people there listening as well. The Pharisees and the scribes listening to Jesus, listening because they thought of themselves as being the ones who did the will of God. They were perfect in almost every way. They didn't break any of the worship laws. They fasted when they were supposed to. They gave their tithes when they were supposed to. In fact, if you would have asked the Pharisees, there were no comparison between them and the sinners. That's everybody else, the people, the average members of the community. They didn't keep all the rules and the regulations, so they were just sinners, according to the Pharisees. But Jesus, who made a habit of continually challenging the assumptions and the positions of the Pharisees tells this story to demonstrate rather pointedly that just saying you do the will of God is not enough. What mattered was not outward show, but inward obedience. And how about us? As we stand in that crowd listening to Jesus, is Jesus asking us the question as well? The question is not who will work, but the question is who does the will of the Father? Not only is that the main question of the story, it's really the main question of Scripture. If you look into the Old Testament, the people of Israel whom God rescued out of Egypt across the Red Sea and established them in their promised land, and at the end of Joshua, Joshua looks at the people and he said, okay... Now who will you serve? And they all willingly said, oh, we will serve the Lord. And if you read the rest of the Old Testament, you read how badly they did. Their intentions were great. Their actions were very poor. And even if you go into the New Testament, the disciples, when Jesus said that he was going to go to death and that they were going to abandon him, they all said, oh, no, we would rather die with you than forsake you. And within hours, they were running away. Their intentions were good, but their performance was very lacking. The other day, the Lutheran Hour devotions that uh, are available for you any morning, at LHM.org, you can find their devotions every day. And the devotion was on this parable, And the devotion writer said there was a third son, and there was. You see, there's one who did the Father's will. There's one who said yes to his father and then went and did it. In fact, Jesus' entire life is dedicated to doing his Father's will. Do you not know that I must be about my Father's business? He said when he was only 12 years old, and he did the Father's will. He did it perfectly, and as he knelt in that garden that night, he said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And so we ask today, who's doing the will of the Father? But then what does it mean to do the will of God? The Pharisees thought they were doing God's will, but they thought it meant only outward showy things. Do we do the same thing? We come here and we worship, and we're kind of impressed with ourselves because we got up on Sunday morning and we gathered here. God ought to be impressed with that. And we pray our prayers once in a while and we try to do things the way God asks. But what is God's will? God's will is for us to work in His vineyard. God's will is to be at work bringing other people the message of His love and salvation. Doing God's will is living lives of thankful obedience because of what he's already done. Doing God's will means living lives that by our actions and by our words show to others what it means to have Jesus as our Savior. And just as both sons were called to work in his vineyard, so you and I have been called as well. We were called in our baptism. When God made us his children... He forgave us our sins and he claimed us as his own. But God didn't put us in his kingdom just to give us a ticket to heaven. That's not just because we have this inheritance now. No, he has put us in his kingdom to work for him. But here is the understanding. This is not an obligation. We do not work for God as some sort of slave. This is a privilege that God gives to his children. Just think of it. God wants you to work in His vineyard. God wants you to know the joy of doing His will. God wants you to know what it is to live our lives in keeping with His will. So will you do it? Will you do the will of the Father? Oh, it's easy to say, yes, I'm willing to serve Him. We make our outward confession of faith. We publicly say we will amend our sinful lives, but then so often there's really no action. Nothing really changes. Nothing's really different. Like the Pharisees, we can make everyone impressed with our fine-sounding words, but never getting around to actually sharing the love of Christ with others. You see, the problem that we must admit, and I hope you, were, you meant it when you said it this morning at the beginning of our worship, That we don't do the will of the Father very well. He's invited us time and time again, and time and time again we have said yes, but time and time again we have failed. We talk a good game, we make all sorts of promises, but then sin takes over and we fall flat on our faces. We need, first of all, to go before God and admit that we have failed. Yes, it was our intention to do the will of God, but we have failed to do it. We need to come to God on our knees and pray for His forgiveness because of our unwillingness to work in His vineyard. But then empowered by His forgiving love, God sets us a new new opportunity. He sends us out again and calls upon us to live lives of hope and faith. You see, the joy of all of it is, is that God doesn't keep a ledger. God doesn't count down how many times we failed. Do we get to a point and he says, okay, that's it. God keeps no ledger. His forgiveness is total. It's complete. God knows we, can't, we cannot keep his will perfectly. That's why he sent Jesus. Jesus comes to do what you and I could never do. He keeps the will of God perfectly. And he does it in our place. That's us doing that. As Jesus says, yes to his father and even though we fail to do his will he forgives he doesn't count our sins against us Oliver Goldsmith once said you can preach a better sermon with your life than with your lips and for the most part that's true although the story still needs to be told but the opposite is especially true we can destroy our good words with our evil deeds with our sinful inaction God calls us again today to serve Him. We say, yes, we will, but that's easy. Our prayer is that we go before God and say, God, fill me with your Spirit. Empower me to live the life you've called me to live, and then use me, O Lord. Use me to touch the lives of someone else with your love. In the name of Jesus, amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until life everlasting.